gestating the curious minds involves adult themes and situations. Just a warning. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I think we're working. Now you say yeah, something. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think we're working. We're working. Okay. Go ahead. Hello. Hi, friends. <laughs> it's been four months. <laughs> Do you even remember us? <laughs> Did you miss us? Uh, I have bangs now, so I'm basically an entirely different person. It's made you more fun. <laughs> You look fun. You thanks. feel fun. Oh, thank you. And you're, you're a fun. Thanks. You're finally a fun chick. Oh, thanks. I always wanted to marry someone fun. Uh, well, too late. You did not marry a fun person. I mean, you're fun now. I don't think it's the same. I wasn't fun at the altar. I was kind of investing you. Like, all right, I'm going to try and get her to be fun later. That someday I her. would be fun. That someday you'd be fun. I'm going to work on you. Is that the same? What do you mean? As marrying someone who's fun. If you marry if you someone can... who's not fun, and then they become fun, yeah, you are married to someone who is currently fun, but they were not at one point. It's kind of like people you know that meet someone, and then they want to, um, they want to invest in them. Like, is, I mean, oh, they want to change them. It's a handsome guy. He's kind of a loser, but I think I can get him to change his I can life. Change him. Yeah, and it's kind of the way I was with you about how mm, your fun mm-hmm. levels. Yeah, and then the thing is, is that you're not naturally your resting point is not fun. Right. And so you're going to slip back into, hey, you know, slap me. And you're like, nah, I'm not in the mood. And then it's like, <laughs> ugh. And so I have to maintain, I have to constantly keep working on you. But yeah, it gets easier over time. Yeah, fun. Yeah, it's about conditioning. I think it's starting to uh, wear off on me. I feel like mm-hmm. the uh, the hypnotism is really helping. Oh, good, good. Because that is so expensive. <laughs> so tired. You're gone for like six hours a day. And it's just like, ugh. I need her to get back here and just fucking be fun. When is she going to be reprogrammed? <laughs> what is this? What is this? You survive only on carrots and cheese sticks and constant, constant hypnotism. <laughs> and rocks. That lady just feeds me rocks. She feeds you rocks? Yeah, well, she says it's going to cleanse my insides while she hypnotizes me. Are they rough rocks? Do they scrape the walls? No, How she they gives cleanse? me the polished rocks. But when um, I poop them back out, she just rinses them and gives them back to me. What's that one kind of rock that's supposed to be like a battery that charges other rocks, and you can also shove that up your asshole? Is that the quartz? Maybe it's the quartz. I'm not sure. Is it a stalactite? No. <laughs> stalactite rock? Stalactite isn't a specific type of rock. Damn it. I'm never going to catch on to this. Stalactite, uh, it's like a, a collection of minerals yeah. as water drips. All it right, kind of fine. collects on a ceiling and hangs down. You can remember it because a stalactite has to hang on tight because it's oh, hanging from the... As opposed to a stalagmite, right, which is has to be uh, the collection from the bottom. Sure. No, so... What? What do you mean, no? Okay, well, just that's fine. Just give this to me. Well, yes, you can have it. See, that's an example of me not being fun. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I was just going to say fun, Send Gertie, would not be... Send me back to the fucking farm, dude. Back to the hypnotism I'm a lemon. Again. Send me I back. I wanted to have a fun Saturday with you, but apparently I have to send you back to the hypnotist for the next four to five hours before we can do anything fun tonight. Welcome to Gestating the Curious Minds, where we discuss the subversive messages hidden in the cult classic movie Babe, Pig in the City. <laughs> we are your entertainers, Glenn and Gertie Nuzzles. Allow us to shine a light on the process of creation for the most splendiferous fiction genre, 
paranormal smuts. I love that you picked up the... Didn't we have a joke about Babe and the Pig in the City? We did, like, two weeks ago. I forget what it was about. I don't... I don't even remember. You and I were having I a just serious... Know what we were watching something on TV and Was then, it Vanderpump Rules? It was probably Vanderpump Rules. Because I also <laughs> wanted to really make a, a comment about the recent oh. drama that's unfolding. Maybe we should always have a Vanderpump section of our show now. That might, might inspire us to do this show Vanderpump more often. Vanderpump Corner, I know. Vanderpump Corner! <laughs> just taking the curious mind, including our patented <laughs> Vanderpump Corner. <laughs> Until today, it was a near-defunct... Uh, show Bravo reality show because it, it really had become kind of boring. Things were falling apart. But now Sandoval and Ariana are broken up. There are cheating allegations with a, a, their mutual friend, Raquel. Mm. It is messy. It is messy. And that's all I've been doing since maybe five o'clock yesterday. I came home. Mm-hmm. I was just innocently eating candy and after work snack. Leaning against the kitchen counter, just eating my Kit Kats yeah. Yeah. Uh, and rocks, mm-hmm. um, and I screamed. I said, "I said, Glenn, Glenn!" <laughs> and he comes running up the stairs, scaring out seriously all happened, the cats, like a, like a fire or something, scattering was in all directions. Yeah, so was, many, all the hundreds of cats we have scared the shit out of everyone. Running, yeah. running, yep. And he comes barreling up the stairs. With the fire extinguisher. What's on fire? What's I, happening? Okay, well, I didn't, What's I, happening? I didn't have a fire extinguisher. And I said, Tom and Ariana broke up because he fucked Raquel. Which, okay, so backstory for people is that uh, Gertie has had me watching Vanderpump because you started watching the newest season and I am very new to reality television. I've managed to stay away from it for decades for the most part. I don't know why you deprive <clears throat> yourself in that way, but whatever. Weird I don't flex, know. but I okay. Was, uh, I'm, I'm, not trying to, I'm not trying to be one of those people like, <laughs> like, oh, I don't own a TV. I mean, I have a TV, but I keep it in my closet and only pull it out for special occasions. I'm not one of those people. But for some reason, reality television, the, the veneer of people showing that they're having real problems, but also they're on camera, and you as the viewer are not supposed to... They never acknowledge to you, like... If it wasn't for these cameras, I wouldn't be here. They never say that kind of stuff. So it's, it's like, implied. It's implied. But it's kind That's of one of those things where, like, I can never separate myself from... It's kind of like watching a musical. As soon as everyone starts singing, then I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm, the suspension of disbelief is gone. I'm watching people sing. I'm in a theater watching people sing. So when it comes to reality television, it's like someone gets mad. Like, I can't believe you cheated on me. And then instantly my brain says... Well, there's a camera in front of him while she says this to him, and she can only be so mad because she knows she's doing this in front of the nation. I mean, she is mad, but also she's, you know, maybe in the back of her mind or his mind, like, really happy that this is happening because it's great ratings and I'll stay on the show. There's all this kind of stuff going on in my brain when I watch reality television, so I have a really tough time with it. But you did get me to get over it by watching The Bachelor. That's where it with started. Clayton, and I was like, okay, I get, I, you let me complain a lot. A lot of like, what the fuck? And like, these people aren't here. Yeah, that's my favorite thing to do, though. Well, you let me get it out of my system. Yeah. And then by the time <coughs> uh, both... Uh, Gabby and Rachel. Gabby, Gabby and Rachel. From by the time the both of them got to be the Bachelorettes, I'm like, oh, shit. I feel like I'm a part of history. So then we watched that season. And that yeah. season wasn't that great. Uh, and the Gabby and Rachel, who I was rooting for, turned out to just be monsters. And I was like, oh, that's too bad. And then, um, but there's kind of this, I'm really babbling. Uh, sorry, I'll wrap this up. But the, the, there's kind of this thing where, um, like, uh, I wanted a lot of drama. 
But then also I want them to be people I can root for at the same time. And you right. kind of can never be satisfied. You can't be. No. Vanderpump Rules, you said, you should. You started watching the new season. You're like, yeah, this season's kind of a dub. The show's not the same. They had magic in there, lightning in a bottle before, and they can't recreate it. And I'm like, what are you talking about? So then you had me watch season one. Horrible, horrible people. <laughs> and the drama is there, and there is no one to side with at all. Everyone is a monster. You start to think you can side with someone, and then they cheat on their, their significant other. And like, oh, God damn it, I hate them now. And everyone's a monster, and they normalize all the cheating and all the horrible gaslighting. And um, so, yeah, uh, when you started to tell me that Tom... And instantly, I'm like, oh, yeah, he's got, like, a shitty mustache now. Like, yeah. he's, a, he's a little yeah, he's weasley <laughs> piece of shit now. He's still yeah, that he dumbass band that he thinks is, like, it's going nowhere. No. Uh, and then you're like, yeah, cheated on uh, Ariana. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, they're still together? Because I'm only on season four right now. <laughs> I'm like, they're still together? Oh, my God, he can't believe he cheated on her. Like, they were the only ones that seemed quasi-normal, even though they're still monsters. And then uh, and then with someone I've never heard of. I'm like, damn it, I'm so close to being part of the drama. So you had to explain that person. But- when I'm describing these things to you, I realize how much of a cult I'm in because I'm like, you have to study more before you understand the dynamics here. <laughs> That's how they lure you in. Yeah. Right? It's like, uh, They're like, oh, you're a, you're a spiritual baby. Yeah. Exactly. You know, I can't tell you who the mother is. You just need to come and study with us. That's you true. need to let us baptize you in a bathtub That's true. before do... we'll tell you who this old Korean woman is. To to appreciate what's going on in the newer Caesar, uh, seasons, you do have to have kind of a backstory. Because if I watch the yeah. new season and all of a sudden Jax walks on the camera, I'll spit out my food and urinate my pants and be like, what the hell is happening? <laughs> <laughs> He's so not I in need, the newer seasons. I need seasons. to be on the, jun- uh, on the journey. You need to be on the journey. Yeah. So I, I do understand the cult, cult mentality of it because you have yeah. to appreciate after it. But it's draining. I mean, I've been watching hours of this show and enjoying and hating at the same time the people in the show, but enjoying it. And uh, but it's it just taps me out. So it's like I'm starting to think like I got to take a break. But then at the same time, like I got to catch up. We got to watch the newest season because now you talk going. to you scared the cats. You scared well, me. I got to be a part of this. They're filming new pieces, even though it's all wrapped up. It's done. They've finished filming this season they're filming new things to edit in because they gotta save the show (laughs) this is the best storyline this is massive and they had this whole storyline of Raquel making out with Tom Schwartz who had just he and Katie had just gotten divorced Uh, and it's so obviously a cover up for this uh, months if not longer than that I would believe it's longer than six or seven months Hmm. uh, affair that uh, Sandoval and Raquel are having, but that's uh, it's a cover up. Go on, yeah. How? So there was uh, <clears throat> a couple months ago, there was something that came out a blind item about Raquel making out with Tom at Coachella or okay. hooking up with Tom at Coachella. Yeah, Tom Schwartz was not at Coachella. Tom Sandoval was. So I we've all been kind of misled. Oh. And Tom Schwartz has kind of been taking the fall because he's in the process of getting a divorce, if not already divorced. Oh. Why should he care? You know, so there are these weird things. So like, he was taking the blame? Openly? Like Raquel walking up to her, walking up to him mm-hmm. on her little legs, yeah. saying, I just really want to make out with you right now. And him saying, are we on camera? Okay. <laughs> 
to protect Tom Sandoval because really? he's been in this decade-long relationship with Ariana. That's a hilarious. It's really clumsy. Just the slimiest people on the face of the earth. But you see it from season one. No, the you Toms definitely do. The Toms and Jacks protect, they protect each other. All three of them as defend their bullshit. As soon as I saw him throw a drink at a woman's face for the third time in the first season. His future season, wife's. His future wife's face. That's right. He threw a drink in her face. Yeah. And it's like, well, this isn't a good person. No, he's a terrible person. He's <laughs> And awful. he's from Woodbury, Minnesota. He is. He's down the street. He's half an hour away, dude. He's half an hour away from where we live right now. We could make a pilgrimage to his home and light candles. And- we probably could. Yeah. yeah. We could do a whole, whole routine right there in front of his home. We could. You know who else is from Woodbury, Minnesota? Oh. Michelle, the past Bachelorette. You watched the very end of her season with me, and that's what got you sucked in. Because I was watching oh. it, and we were uh, talking on the phone because we were still long distance at the time. That's right. I was like, I got to watch The Bachelorette. And you're like, well, I'll watch it with you. Yeah, I was trying to be nice. And- I was trying to get laid. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you came in at the very end, and you're like, oh, look at this. Men are crying, throwing wings, rings into the ocean. It's beautiful. Oh, yeah, that's right. I remember yeah. that now. Yeah, oh, yeah, hell yeah. yeah dude. Mm. She's from Woodbury, Minnesota. Yeah, so once you can somehow in your mind make peace with the they're performing because they want to be on television, they want to stay there. And then also, they do have feelings, so they are experiencing things for real at the same time. There is this balance, and you have to learn how to make peace. And once you do, it's just this wild, abstract ride. It's like if you could go to Westworld. Uh, I would love to go to Westworld. The droids are, they they think they're living a real life. But at the same time, they know that I'm a weird stranger coming in and uh, I'm wearing uh, like a, some sort of fancy uh, name brand jacket. Like, oh, look at you. And I'm poking them with a stick. Like, go on, do something. Dance or something. I don't know. And then they, they understand. But at the same time, they have little feelings. So once you, once you uh, accept it, then it becomes very entertaining and stressful. Uh, Vanderpump Rules is stressful as hell. Everyone's a monster. It's so hard to watch. (laughs) (laughs) Season four, they do not stop. They're still just at each other's throats. Oh, it never stops. Bunch of sociopaths. Okay, well, I guess that covers uh, Pump Corner. What do you want to call this? I like Pump Corner. Pump Corner? It's the corner where you pump. Ready to pump it? Ready to pump, dude. Let's pump all over each other, dude. I'm going to go piss. What's our next segment? You are going to read uh, the next chapter. Okay. Um, <clears throat> it's been a while, so I don't remember anything anymore. So when we start actually trying to write the next chapter after this, I am not going to be very helpful. You've been writing all the chapters in this book because you're an artiste. Uh-huh. <laughs> you burp it in the mic. <laughs> as I said, as I, I, say, I say you are an artiste. That uh, you know more about what's going on in the story than I do. So you're going to have to refresh me as I try to help you write the next chapter. Sure. Okay. Uh, Chapter Mateo. (laughs) 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 I don't know much about Mateo, and I don't really want to, Charles stated. His head was tilted back as he shuffled his feet, and he spoke the words, Into the sky. Leave it to me, then. Bethany adjusted her vintage 2004 purple lace corset so her breasts were spilling out like two water balloons filled with yogurt. (laughs) Were you drunk when you wrote this? Yes! (laughs) The thick kind, not the drinkable kind. (laughs) What the hell 
hell's wrong with you? It was right after we recorded our um, oh, Cupid story. The Radio Mystery Theater yeah, story. so I had yogurt on the brain. Uh, just as a little shout out, uh, Elton uh, reads a book a week and... Uh, Ben from Words About Books and Chantel and Amy from uh, Unsighted. Unsighted. They uh, we all did an episode together and they were amazing. They were fantastic. It's kind of insane how we come up. Or you actually came up with this idea and then we're able to pull in people that are actually pretty good at doing it. <laughs> Wanda as well. I keep Wanda's just kind of a given. Wanda's on every episode, <laughs> so it's like almost our best the, friend Wanda. Our best friend Wanda. That Friendship we're be for a hundred years. We're gonna be seeing in, in a couple two weeks. weeks. Two weeks. We're gonna be flying out to Germany and then go out to France and then go home. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, back to the story. <clears throat> so yeah, apparently you got drunk and you wrote this after we did that episode. Oh yeah, it gets worse. Uh, Mateo was leaning against the 7-Eleven, his ghostly beanie, topping his ghostly cranium. <laughs> As our heroes approached him, he took a massive drag off his ghostly joint. Well, 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 if isn't the best team of reprobates in the state of Georgia has to offer. Uh, silent smell fungus? <laughs> You wrote smell fungus as one word? It's a word! It's not! Yes, it is! I looked it up! I pasted it into the app we're using to publish the book, and it says that it's got a spelling error. No. <laughs> it doesn't exist. Yes, it smell does! Fungus. It's an old-timey word! It's an old-timey word? For what? For, like, a, you know, just a, like, a non-entity. <laughs> A non-entity is called a smell fungus? Give me the definition of smell fungus. A habitual fun- fault finder or complainer. That's right. <laughs> smell fungus. If someone's nitpicky, they're a smell fungus? Yeah. Wow, I learned something today. <clears throat> uh, silence, smell fungus! <laughs> Ahem. I mean, hey, Mateo. Bethany tilted her head to the side, allowing her layered hair to fall away from her decolletage. Mateo had... Noticed. Bethany could tell his ghost beanie was stiffening. We were wondering, uh, what's a stud like you doing hanging around the Gutwater 7-Eleven? And she was rocking her shoulders sensually, as if she were Mae West. Mateo offered her a cigarette, which uh, she accepted with her breasts. (laughs) I think I kind of like... Uh, drunk Gertie writing stories. This is pretty amazing. So I just imagine these two boobs like mandibles yeah. grabbing it and then sliding it up to her lips. Yep. Well, that's an awfully long story. You see, I was born in 1623. My mother was a dancer who made a name for herself by barefoot tap dancing. <laughs> I'm just imagining really dry hooves. <laughs> My father, a merchant, laid eyes on her one night as she performed on the Pine Needle stage of the First Church in Virginia, and decided that uh, then he would have her. She birthed me like a champion, squatting over a bassinet of leather. <laughs> <laughs> Drunk Gertie's a great writer. <laughs> Lucretia frowned hard. Maybe skip a, f- a few hundred years. 
Mateo was about to lose an insult, but Bethany distracted him with the, oh loose, sorry, an insult. Bethany distracted him with a a, a nip slip. <laughs> Your beanie is hot. <laughs> <laughs> Mateo tipped his ghostly beanie. Thank you. I can't wear regular beanies because I can't touch them properly. This ectoplasm beanie uh, was quite difficult to come by. It was uh, worth it, however. I was deeply inspired by the 1994 classic film Clerks. You see. I really identify with Jay. (laughs) This is amazing. Bethany's exposed nipple hardened. You're a bad boy, aren't you? Mateo was flummoxed. He was not used to the attention from a feminine creature such as Smithy. And to be honest, he wasn't quite sure if he even had seen a woman's uh, nipple this close. Mateo was a virgin with a W. Why a W? Have you ever seen Monster Squad? Uh, I've heard of it. I don't believe I've ever seen it, my uh, my friend. It's a fantastic movie from the 80s uh, where this group of kids has a club where they talk about uh, the Universal Monsters. Mm-hmm. They're real into them. And then the Universal Monsters are dropped from a plane into their town. So they're all running around like they have encounters with Dracula and Frankenstein and the Wolfman. Uh, and this German... Scholar comes to town because he has the only way where they could get rid of them. But for the spell to work, they need a virgin. <laughs> we need a virgin. <laughs> I believe you talked about this before. I probably did. Maybe I never on the show, up. but yeah, uh, that's hilarious. It's uh, okay. I guess we have to watch Monster Squad sometime. We can have it's a, a great movie. We have a squad corner. <clears throat> they kick Wolfman right in the nards. Oh yeah, I remember that line. You kick Wolfman in the nards. <laughs> I can't believe. Yeah, okay. I bet, Smithy continued, you have a bit of that sass magic you've been holding back on us. She shimmied her shoulders, so her nipple swung counterclockwise. Mateo cleared his throat. He was really just an ex- er, it was really just an expression of his horniness because ghosts don't make mucus. Well, I suppose <laughs> I have a few surprises up my sleeve. Mateo was prepared for this. He had read the book The Game by Neil Strauss <laughs> and had prepared for this. <laughs> oh, see? No, I- keep it. Keep it? Okay. Uh, yeah, no, I love that. He was prepared for this. He read the book and he was prepared for this. It's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> he tilted his beanie back and broadened his shoulders. I guess you could say I'm a mystery. Lucretia turned her head so Mateo couldn't see her eye roll. Charles was sweating again and excused himself to cause some mischief in the convenience store. That's it! Bethany's nipple jumped. <laughs> I bet you can't be, uh, can't be Charles's lookout. Mateo scoffed at the challenge. Bet I can. Mateo disappeared to the wall. He was leaning against his ass first, and Lucretia and Bethany pressed their faces to the window to watch. Inside, a bored teenager was behind the cash register arguing with a customer who was attempting to use a coupon uh, issued by Quick Check. What's Quick Check? It's another gas station chain in New Jersey. <laughs> it's superior Jersey. to 7-Eleven. <clears throat> we don't have very many 7-Elevens out here. Is it's... it superior to BP or Holiday? It's better than Holiday because they have kiosks where you can order um, a a bespoke sandwich. It's like a deli. (laughs) It has everything Holiday has plus a deli. All right, fine. And their breakfast burritos are better than Holiday. Better than Speedway, even. Better than Circle K. Okay, you're starting to piss me off. (laughs) 
You're done. I don't care. It's it just, is, you're it's saying all this because you know I'm not going to run into one. Because next time we go out to New Jersey, I'm not going to be like, well, i got to go to those gas stations. Well, the next time we go to New Jersey, we're going to the shore and we're going to have to go to Wawa, which yeah. I would say is the most similar to Quick Check. Just because I'm from North Jersey, we have more Quick Checks than Wawa. Wawa in recent years has, has been climbing further north. <laughs> but if you live in South Jersey, you're a Wawa person. If you're in North Jersey, you're a Quick Check person. I hope you can explain all this to the German that's coming out that's also going to be a part of this uh, Jersey Shore excursion. She's going to fucking love it. And she, you think Wanda's not going to have an opinion on which gas station is better? That's a good point. That's why I love Wanda. Yeah, she's going to have an opinion. 100%. And it's going to be a thorough opinion. Also, she will make an assessment. We're going to go to Boyd, Minnesota uh, when her and her husband are here. (laughs) And in Boyd, Minnesota, because she wants to see a small town in the Midwest. Oh, we're going to go to that strip club. There's a strip club in the smallest small town in Minnesota where you can see farmland all around. And uh, and so her and her husband and you and I, we're all going to go to the strip club and uh, we're going to hear all of her opinions about it when we walk out. <laughs> it's going to be Wanda's opinions are my favorite. A dank, disgusting place to begin with. And then on top of it, I get to hear Wanda just break it down. <laughs> oh, in Germany, our strip clubs are so much better. Uh, where did I leave I imagine off? German strip clubs are very clean. Charles was palming a roll of bubble tape but bumped up against the end cap of the cherry hand pies, sending them spilling to the floor. The teenager behind the counter sighed and held up one finger to Charles and continued to argue with the customer who insisted that they were entitled to two breakfast burritos. But Teo acted quickly, giving the teen a wedgie so that Charles could slip out the door. That was Awesome, Charles breathed, his excitement written all over his face. Mateo phased back through the wall to rejoin the group. Burp. Bethany's nipple rubbed her chin thoroughly. <laughs> I love that her nipples become <laughs> sentient and does its own thing. It's like the nipples going, like, looking between each person as they talk. Yeah. <laughs> Bethany's nipple rubbed her chin thoughtfully. Well, you're certainly a quick thinker, but I bet you couldn't do a little reconnaissance. What's happening in our apartment right now? Mateo scoffed. You don't think I'm fast enough? In a blink, he was gone. Bethany's breast took a drag off her cigarette. <laughs> the creature was stretching her long straps. I love what you're doing with this. Uh, rotating around her core as she lifted them hither and thither. Do you guys uh, want some gum? Charles asked through a mouthful of bubble tape. Guys, I'm really feeling insecure, Bethany muttered. Your tits are great, Charles chimed. Bethany's nipple, which had been sagging in defeat, perked up a bit. Oh, thank you, but I, I mean, I, I feel like I'm the only one here that doesn't have anything special going on. You know, skills-wise. Lucretia wrinkled her nose and lowered her long, sexy leg. Smiths! You're the mastermind here. Uh, you don't need to get down on yourself. Now Charles was coughing. The smell of egg overriding the bubble gum smell of his wad of bubble gum. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. This is perfection. <clears throat> Bethany shifted her weight uh, to her other leg and sighed. Ah, thank you for saying that. I just wish I could have some um, kind of cool skill. She gripped her locket that hung around her neck, which enclosed the picture of Edward Cullen as it raised, as it played by our paths. It was our paths. It was uh, her prized possession. I wish I was a vampire or something cool. Lucretia nodded and returned her foot to its position above her head. Me too. Charles sighed dreamily. Me three. You know, 
I had a dream about our pats. <laughs> the other night, I keep calling them our pats. <laughs> he was glittering in the moonlight uh, like the wings of a beetle. He was nude, except for a pair of Costco ankle socks and dot, dot, dot. Is that our landlord? Lucretia interrupted, pointing in the direction of the gas pumps. Their landlord, Phil. Oh, you use the name Phil. Thank you. <laughs> That's my favorite name. I use it for every random stand-in person. Hey, he's still learning. Uh, oh, hey, I'm oh, still hey, learning. He's still learning. We got a lot of backstory with Phil. He's always our fallback. <laughs> Was uh, stalking toward them with a stiff, natural gait. His fingers were splayed wide and his arms reached for them. Bethy's nipple raised its eyebrow inquisitively. <laughs> she knew that this was uh, not Phil, like it was, but it wasn't. This guy was rooting through your panties, croaked Mateo's voice from Phil's lips. He uh, still has a pair in his pocket. Phil's fingers made a, a pincer formation and pinched a few times before retrieving a pair of safely uh, pinned lacy black panties from his pocket. Oh, they were very goth. I knew he was a creep, Lucretia shrieked. Wait, Mateo, you're inside, Phil? Phil's body leaned itself against the wall, and Bethany's nipple was eyeing Mateo's... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Bethany's nipple was eyeing Mateo's Phil-wrapped form. Mateo noticed. Oh, there was a... There was cat shit in your laundry, Mateo said. <laughs> Charles, Lucretia, and Bethany's nipples clapped. <laughs> Everyone's nipples are clapping now. Just Bethany's nipples. Charles, Lucretia, and Bethany's. Oh, and Bethany's nipples. Okay, I thought all their nipples clapped. <laughs> Keep it. It's fine. But the smell of egg lingered in the air and mixed with the gasoline fumes. This is the finest thing I have ever seen written. You, my friend, are a master of letters. This is why I love you. This is why I love you. <laughs> this right here is why I fucking married you. This is why I've invested in your fun levels. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> well, see, they've been paying off. Oh, this is a great chapter. <laughs> you know, with our long hiatus and to come back to this was uh, inspiring. It was worth it, dude. I love when you write something. I this is a lot of fun. Just I stay with that, us. I love that the breasts grab the cigarette first, and then it just whittles down to the nipples become their own little character. <laughs> <laughs> is it just one nipple? It seems like it's just one nipple is its own character. I was imagining it's both nipples. Oh, okay. Kind of acting by proxy. By the time you get to the point where the nipple raised its eye <laughs> or eyebrow inquisitively, that's why I was like, is this just one nipple? <laughs> Well, so, you know how The Rock's move was always to raise the one oh, eyebrow? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's his thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I can wiggle both my eyebrows independently of each other, but apparently that's a, a an unusual thing. Can you do it? No. No, I can't. No, you can't. I can't do it. Also, I have a video of you because it looks like you're rolling your eyes in different directions and your eyebrows are oh, going up and down I, independently. I close one <clears throat> eye yeah. and look in one direction with my open eye and yeah. then close that eye... While I'm looking in a different direction, so it looks my eyes. It looks surreal. Like someone took video of one side of your face, the video of the other side of the face, and your eyes are just all over the place doing crazy shit. We should post it on the Glenn Nuzzle's um, Instagram page. (sighs) (laughs) 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 We should. So, uh, we are on to chapter six now, where we're getting into the heist. Uh, we're going to have some vulnerable moments, and maybe Mateo goes down on someone. These are all notes that we wrote months ago. Yes. Mateo bullies everyone by pointing out how they're not actually good at what they claim are their skills. Okay. He goes down on someone only as a distraction when they're caught. So, it's, oh, it's only a teen and a ghost making out. Yep. I love that angle. And, um... 
We have Mateo, Mateo saying, I really appreciate you giving me the chance to do this kindness so I can leave Earth and go to heaven. Or this is my real chance at l- real love. So uh, I say we start out with them discussing the plan. And then maybe Mateo says, you know, thank you for giving me this chance to go to heaven. They're like, what? Uh yeah, I don't get the logic on that. What, I don't know where that came from. To go to heaven, heaven. I don't know. Yeah, it was a long time ago that it we probably thought of It was a long time ago. I don't yeah. remember anything All right, let's try anymore. to rethink it. What's that? What's let's his take reason? it away. Is it that he got to have sex? He got to be intimate with someone? And he's finally gotten all of his earthly duties done? Is that the reason why we thought of that? We can make up a new reason, but... Maybe we should listen to the last episode and see why... I hate hearing my own voice. I'm not going to do that. Okay, then we won't do that. You can listen to the last episode. How about... Um, so they're they're in a concrete room because they're always in this big concrete open area and they have blueprints and they're talking about what's going on. Uh, also, I'm imagining. The, sorry, I'm sorry. Don't mean to interrupt. You're on a flow and I'm ruining it. And I'll shut up. But uh, this concrete room where they're like in an air duct and all that kind of stuff, they're going through this entire Mission Impossible kind of scenario. Isn't this just a trailer? That they're trying to abduct and steal? Yes. Which magically has concrete rooms. (laughs) No, they're not in a concrete room inside of the trailer. Oh. They're in a concrete room discussing what the heist is going to be. Oh, okay. Okay. So this is... uh, Well, you saw... Oh, I can't remember what it's called now. City of... Not City of the Dead. What's the the one zombie movie with Batista that came out last year or two years ago? <clears throat> well, you know about that. You actually told my kids to watch it, and then one of my kids did watch it. And it's like, oh, Audrey it, watched it. It wasn't and very was like, good. It's terrible. <laughs> it's a zombie heist movie. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's hilarious. A, it's absolutely hilarious. It's a terrible movie. It's three hours long. It's way too long. There are too many plots in it. Mm-hmm. But that's what I'm imagining. This kind of Ocean's Eleven. They're standing around talking about what the heist is. So this is where they outline what's actually going to happen. Okay. Um, They are talking about uh, the plan. So what should the plan be? Sorry, I'm getting a text from someone uh, that we're hanging out with tonight, another couple. And uh, they specifically said, we'll come over to your place. If you want to go to a restaurant to have dinner, uh, just make a... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> make a reservation. Should we make a reservation? Yeah, we should. It's we a Saturday to. night. We'll How do you absolutely- know? We- yes, we do. They get filled up fast. Do it. I just got the most adorable text from my dad. Oh, no. What was it? He said, I love your mind. Always have right from the beginning. <clears throat> I'm sensing that you're happy. That makes my heart sore. Why is he saying that? What the hell are you saying to him? What kind of secrets are you telling this guy? Are you telling him about how I pee? How I pee sitting down? Is that what you're telling him? Are you telling him our secrets? I imagine he also pees sitting down. Eh, he's probably got a prostate problem. Our friends want to get together, uh, and they say, uh, we'll come over to your place, and we're going to have, um, <clears throat> you know, if you want to go to a restaurant, just make a reservation somewhere. But they like to go to nice restaurants. Gertie and I don't like to go to nice restaurants. We like to go to places that have beer and hamburgers. So we like to make a joke out of constantly dragging them to places they don't want to go. So we take them to Buffalo Wild Wings, which they can't stand. Well, B-dubs didn't have enough servers that one time, there so we a, went to Cheesecake We did Factory. wind up going to Cheesecake Factory. That was the first time I met them. Yeah, that was. That's true. Uh, and then after that, we wound up going to, uh, like, and then there's, like, the 
some other places. But so then tonight they said, you make a reservation somewhere and then we can go. And so we're going to have to make a reservation. But we decided that we're going to take them to TGI Fridays. <laughs> I feel like we should cut a lot of that out because that may be gives people too close of an idea of where we oh, live. Oh, yeah, good point. Let's bleep those out. We'll bleep them out. Sorry, guys, we like you a lot, but don't stalk us. Yeah, we don't want you coming to, to my town, floating around our places that we go to. Yeah, don't uh, go floating around. Our places of worship. So <laughs> we will, uh, yeah, so we're going to make a reservation for TGI Fridays, but we're not going to tell them. So we're just going to be like, yeah, we know this one little place over by bleep. That uh, we, we're going to tell you, it's new, it's American food, it's kind of a fun little venue. bleep of bleep. Yeah, and then we are going to just pull up in front of TGI Fridays and uh, and be like, well, here we go. <laughs> we actually have a reservation for TGI Fridays. <laughs> we thought about Applebee's being an option, too. I love Applebee's. So they're in this concrete open area talking about this heist they're going to have. Okay. I'm going to let go of the concrete open area. I don't know what that is or why they're there. I guess I want to explain what this is. It's like a parking deck. I'm sorry, a parking ramp. Is that what you call it? What do you call it? We call it a parking ramp. You call it parking deck? No. What do you call it? Uh, park garage, parking garage. Ugh, I hate the East Coast. All right, fine. They're, so for no reason at all... After the 7-Eleven experience, they're like, let's go to a parking ramp. <laughs> I like that idea because I always wish I could do that with my friends, just like you see in movies, where it's like you're going to have a discussion about something mildly serious, and you have to go to a park that faces the ocean, and then you have that discussion, then you both get up and leave and go in opposite directions. It's always got, like, concrete pillars and shit where they're talking about their dastardly plan. Okay, so they're going to go to a parking ramp. Maybe we learn that Mateo is a virgin... And he appreciates getting the chance to go to heaven. Everyone just goes with it because they're... They don't... <laughs> because what is the the literary equivalent of a shoulder shrug? I, I don't know. I'll figure it out. <clears throat> okay. And then... Is he going to um, get in, uh, into detail about going to heaven with being a virgin? In this chapter, what is the point of this chapter? I guess I, I can't help you right now unless I know what the point of this chapter is. I know that they're sitting in a concrete room. We're laying out the heist, so everyone proved why they should be a part of the heist. Okay, so now, but we're now we're talk talking about, about the heist itself and what they're going to do. Maybe Bethany <clears throat> can talk more about her motivation uh, because she can talk about how she is an an orphan and she's not special, but she smells like she smells like eggs. Okay. Uh, Lucretia maybe can talk about how her dad sucks because we know that her dad is Tom York, who actually owns the bar that they're stealing, but mm. she hasn't uh, disclosed that yet. Oh, I can't remember if everyone already knew that already. No. no she hasn't disclosed that. Okay, so here's, uh, here's a little side thing, and to see what you think about it. Would it be worth having a heist story where a plan is never actually made? But when they sit down to talk about their plan, instead they all just talk about their feelings and get self-indulgent and get whiny. I've been watching a lot of uh, Vanderpump Rules. So they all sit around just talking about themselves and talking over each other and just being selfish and, and silly. And at the end of the chapter, no plan is made. And they're like, well, it sounds like we're good. Are we ready to do this tomorrow? And then they just successfully do it. That's kind of hilarious. <clears throat> because we could get into the details of the plan, but I kind of don't want to because I don't care enough about the details of the plan of trying to... I mean, I guess we could. We could spend time, like, coming up with hilarious scenarios about getting into a trailer and trying to steal a trailer. But instead, they just 
talk about their own stuff, get whiny, talk about, like, my dad never loved me, like, I don't know what my skills are, I don't feel important in the world, another person's like, I don't think I'm pretty enough, another guy's like, you know, whatever, like, I never made the track team, that kind of thing, like, it just goes back and forth with all this selfishness, and at the end, like, okay, so we got a plan, like, yep, we're good, and then they're prepared to go and do the heist. Does that sound good? Okay. Yeah. It gives us a a nice escape from actually having to work hard on thinking about the entire (laughs) ice thing. (laughs) I think it also suits their personalities. I love the concept of, uh, in any heist story, it's really about the, I mean, it's about the heist, the technicalities of the heist, and like if they're successful or not. And of course, you got to have some things fail and some things work and that kind of thing. So it's part of like the nerd thing is you love watching the technicalities of getting through this scenario or system. But then also it's character development. All heist stories are just character development for the most part. I mean, good ones are anyways. So it's kind of character development and like who you're rooting for and then like they, they can do their job really well and they didn't do it in Vietnam, but here they did it really well here. And like you know, all these. So we just focus on the backstory basically is <laughs> the plan for the heist. I think that's a great <laughs> idea because it's not a visual medium. Yeah, for sure. So... I think that's fantastic. Okay, thank you. I'm glad you like my ideas. You're so hot and smart. All right. (laughs) Hot and smart and not old looking at all. (laughs) (laughs) I like to think that my mind is filled with things that are important and worthy of holding. But uh, like, you know, speeches, uh, important dramas, uh, beautiful lyrics or poems. But instead, memories of your children. Which I don't have very many. Yeah, that's a good point. I, sh- I wish I had more <laughs> of those memories. But instead, I'm it's just... workaholics. <laughs> I'm filled with, like, workaholics and uh, always sunny quotes. <laughs> it's and yeah. they're not, like, they're not great shows that you can tell people, like, oh, yeah, I, I, I love Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And you're mm-hmm. like, oh, uh, high-quality television. Good for you, sir, for watching. No, it's, it's you don't want to be proud of that. But yeah. I'm just filled with those quotes all the time. No, seriously, I can pull... Um, one-liners from reality TV shows that haven't been on in years. Yeah. Out of my head, like nothing. I know. Um, I can't listen to Boys to Men. That was playing in the car this morning. We went to the gym. Because uh, I tried because to do a striptease for you this morning. You did, we and I was half gym. asleep. But uh, yeah, I so know. I I I put um, <laughs> I'll make love to you from <laughs> yeah. Boys to Men on my phone and mm-hmm. on Spotify, and then I put my phone. In my pajama pants pocket. I know, because I was wearing And right, I walked down the basement stairs. Yep. So Glenn is over there sitting, and I walk down the basement stairs as it's singing, I'll make love to you <laughs> like you want me to. And I'm walking down the stairs, and I pull my shirt, the front of my shirt, over the back of my head like That's Magic true, Mike. Did. Yeah, you did. And I wiggled my titties at him. Yeah. And he said, what, what are you doing? <laughs> I was only like that because I had just woken up. Uh, I stayed up till two in the morning the night before, and I woke up at like eight or nine. So I was still groggy as hell. And as you're dancing and your titties are slapping, I remember actually <laughs> saying to you, I wish I was more awake for this, <laughs> that I could appreciate this and give you what you need as reinforcement. <laughs> because I was just sort of staring like, I like your boobs. <laughs> I, was all I, like, I like those. <laughs> but yeah, uh, we were in the car and... Uh, was it Uptown Philly? No, Motown Philly back again, whatever that song is. Yeah. La, 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 la. That's completely just, it, it burned in my brain for um, uh, Always Sunny. 
because they had that where they all dressed up as boys to No! <laughs> and they kept performing it. They were, like, trying to get a record deal. <laughs> they were wearing, like, the big white sweaters and stuff. <laughs> oh, my <gosh>. Okay, so we're going in a direction with this story, which is everyone's complaining or whining or getting self-indulgent. Not whining, but just self-indulgent, talking about their feelings. And they their are stuff. very selfish people. So basically, yeah. I think with each character, we just have to think up something that happened in their life that they're going to open up about. Like, this is kind of the opening up scene, I guess. Uh, so Smithy's an orphan. Yep. Um, Mateo, it's he's a virgin. A virgin ghost. Charles. Charles is just on board and I'm rich. Um, I want him to go. What's something super petty? Oh. Because it's not just I'm bored and rich. It has to be like he has to talk it up to be like it's some big bad thing. But it just boils down to the fact that he's privileged. Oh, my God. You know, uh, I don't know. You could probably pull this off. Could he just be racist against people from Mexico? Mateo's talking about, like, I've never had sex, I've never touched a puss, and he goes into that. And then on top of that, um, uh, Smithy goes into their thing, so they're kind of talking over each other. Then another person jumps in, so the three people are talking over each other. And then (laughs) he comes in just being like, I just don't like that they're coming into our country stealing our jobs. (laughs) Not like you gotta go into a big, long diatribe on him, but he just kind of peppers the conversation with comments about like, I just feel like you know, we're, we're supporting people that aren't even like, uh, you know, actual Americans <laughs> <laughs> with our tax dollars. <laughs> and just like, so he turns out to be mild, like kind of just racist. <laughs> I don't, that's the idea I'm throwing out there. You can absolutely shoot it down. I'm not trying to talk like you into it. The problem is there are people really like that and I don't want them to identify with what we're writing here. I know. Can we come up with something Completely off the wall, ridiculous. Okay, fine. All right. Can can it be maybe that he's racist against ghosts, and he doesn't like Mateo? That's why he didn't want to know anything about Mateo. All right. So applying the same logic of racism, (laughs) but to spirits, to wisps. Yeah. All right. Okay. So do you are do you feel okay with the idea of like? This chapter is just one person talks, another person. They're interrupts. all talking over they each start, other. There's so no resolution. Like, yeah, and yeah. Just, they're just they're just selfish, throw, terrible people. They're just people. like creating a pancake of just pancake stack of just their shit. <laughs> and then on, and then every once in a while he throws in like I just don't think ghosts have what it takes to be able to. Like, you know, I don't know. Like how can you pull off the racism with ghosts? We'll figure it out. Okay, maybe he doesn't like orphans. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I just said, if you like, never had parents, how are you going to contribute? For, for an orphan, I'm, I'm really proud of you. <laughs> You're not like other orphans. You're one of the good orphans. Oh, that's ugly. Oh, uh, yeah, that makes me want to throw up. Okay, so maybe orphans. He just, do you find out that he really looks down on people that don't have parents? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's roll with that. That that might be a good one. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right, we'll, we'll see. We'll see you next time. Oh, that's it? We're done? Well, that's a great way to end that. Okay, bye. Bye.
Want to contact us? Don't. This isn't about you. But if you have to, my email is glenn.nuzzles, N-U-Z-Z-L-E-S, at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter, uh, at House Nuzzle. Uh, but don't bother us, because we're too busy working. <laughs>